Please remain standing and pray with me. Almighty God, we ask now in the name of Jesus that you would send forth your Holy Spirit once again upon this gathered people. Lord, instruct us from the scriptures. Open our hearts to our brothers and sisters who live in places where they face death every day because of their witness for Jesus Christ. Lord, uphold us as we seek to be the kind of congregation around Lily Grace that will lead her in a life of faithful Christian discipleship. Lord, please come now and empower the preaching of your word. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. You may be seated. Jesus said, if you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But all these things they will do to you on account of my name, because they do not know him who sent me. According to reports, brothers and sisters, uh, during the 22nd to the 25th of June, Fulani herdsmen killed around 200 Christians, including women and children, near Jos in Nigeria this year. Radical Islamic militant groups such as Boko Haram and the Fulani militants have decimated Christian communities throughout, the northern, throughout northern Nigeria, and in the last 18 years, an estimated, an estimated 50 to 70,000 Christians have been murdered by these groups, while another 2 million people have been displaced. Just a month ago, International Christian Concern reports that the Somali-based terror group Al-Shabaab flagged down a passenger bus traveling from Garissa to Masalani, Kenya. They separated the Muslims from the Christians. And consequently, uh, Frederick Ngui Unganda and Joshua Ouka Obila were killed for refusing to recite the Islamic creed, the Shahada. According to a witness, and this evidently was a Muslim witness, she said that the armed Somali fighters ordered all of us to get off the bus and produce our identity cards. They singled out three passengers and ordered them to, re to remain down the bus as we boarded. They asked them if they were Muslims and if they knew the Shahada and the first seven verses of the Quran. One of them recited part of the Shahada and was allowed to return to the bus. The witness added, the other two kafir, kafir means heathen. It is a disparaging term in Arabic. It's a disparaging term throughout the continent of Africa. The other two kafir men refused to obey the jihad fighters and remained adamant that Christ is their savior and they cannot deny the Christian faith. They were shot dead. It is believed that today 100 million Christians face persecution on a daily basis for their faith in Jesus Christ. In countries such as Syria, Iraq, and Sudan, being a Christian can often result in death. In Pakistan, blasphemy laws, and by the way, 
Asia Bibi was acquitted this past week of blasphemy, and yet she now remains in prison because the, the Islamic militants who have the greatest sway in Pakistan are demanding her death and will not let her be released from prison. Her lawyer has fled the country, and they have threatened to kill the three Supreme Court judges who acquitted Asia Bibi. In Pakistan, blasphemy laws continue to be used to discriminate Christians. In other parts of the world, such as North Korea, Christians face harsh treatment in detention camps for their faith. A Christian is killed somewhere in the world. A Christian is killed somewhere in the world every five minutes because of their witness to Jesus Christ. Now today, at Christ Church, two seemingly incongruous events are going to happen. We are observing the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church, and we're also baptizing Lily Grace Hughes. But far from being incongruous, these two events are directly connected. You see, every time we baptize a child or a youth or an adult, we are literally, in the act of holy baptism, creating a Christian martyr. After Lily Grace is baptized this morning, we will anoint her with oil and make the sign of the cross on her forehead with these words, Lily, receive the sign of Christ, or the sign of the cross, as a token of your new life in Christ, in which you shall not be ashamed, you shall not be ashamed, to confess the faith of Christ crucified, to fight bravely under his banner against the world, the flesh, and the devil, and to continue as his faithful servant to the end of your days. You shall not be ashamed to confess the faith of Christ crucified. In other words, Lily Grace, be a witness for Jesus Christ. I think we, most of us know that the Greek word for witness is martyros which you know is the word from which we obtain the English word martyr. So every time we baptize someone, we are saying, be a witness. And technically, that is to be a martyr. And the connection with the persecuted church gets even stronger. You see, all that belongs to Jesus Christ becomes ours in holy baptism. If we were to read previously in that uh, book of Romans chapter 8, we read from that this morning, but if we'd gone back a few verses in chapter 8, we would have heard, now we are heirs of Christ and co-heirs with Christ, as long as we also suffer with him, that we may also be glorified with him. We all, that means everything that is Christ's belongs to us by virtue of our baptism. That means we are united to him in his death. That means we are united to him in his resurrection. Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 5. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? To be, be a baptized follower of Jesus means you are united to Christ in his death through baptism. We are buried with him, therefore, we are buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. 
Baptism is our death certificate. Baptism is our birth certificate. In baptism, God declares us dead, dead to sin, dead to death, dead to the world, but alive in Him in Christ Jesus. Our physical death is simply catching up with what happened to us in baptism. And our physical resurrection on the day of the Lord is the final completion of our baptism. This morning, that Paschal candle will burn beside the font of Lily Grace's baptism. And on the day she is laid to rest, that same Paschal candle that, that represents to us the resurrection of Christ Jesus, His victory over death, will burn beside her coffin. And the same is true for all of us. All that belongs to Jesus Christ, His victory over death and the grave, His ascension to the right hand of the Father, His session in glory, His coming again at the end of the age in triumph, all of that is ours. We are united to Him through baptism, through faith in Christ. And that means we're also united to Him when He was hated and rejected by the world. Remember, Jesus said, the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. Part of what we are doing every time we baptize a new follower of Jesus is that we are preparing them to be a witness, and yes, even a witness unto death. Frederick, Frederick Ungandi and Joshua Obila confessed Christ when faced with death at the hand of jihadis because they understood that they had already died with Christ in baptism and that they had been given a resurrection life that even someone with a gun to their head could not take away. They triumphed by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. They were not surprised that the world hated them in the persons of their, their persecutors because the world hated Jesus. And it still hates Jesus. People think that, yeah, you know, I just don't like Christians. I'm okay with Jesus. No. If you actually knew what he said in the Bible, you would hate him. You don't like him. The world hated Christ, and they were his, and so the world hated them. But brothers and sisters, please hear this. If you are filled with the love of God, the hatred of the world cannot touch you. If you are filled with the love of God, it doesn't matter if the world hates you. They were willing to lay down their lives because they were armed with God's word. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all of these things... We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, 
nor, any, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else, and all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now that kind of faith and that kind of faithfulness even unto death does not come just by being immersed in the waters of baptism. It comes through being immersed in God's Word. It comes in being immersed in prayer. It comes through being immersed in worship. That is what we have to do in order to be trained to be faithful, to be faithful witnesses of Christ, even unto death. We have to be trained in advance. We have to constantly be preparing for the potentiality that we may be called on to give the ultimate witness to Jesus Christ. On September 13th in the year 258 A.D., a North African bishop, Cyprian of Carthage, Cyprian of Carthage, was imprisoned on the orders of the new Roman proconsul Galerius Maximus. The day following, he was examined for the last time and sentenced to die by the sword. His only answer to the verdict was, thanks be to God. The execution, the execution was carried out at once in an open place near the city. A vast multitude followed Cyprian on his last journey to his execution site. He himself removed his outer garments without assistance, knelt down and prayed, and after he blindfolded himself, he was beheaded by the sword. His body was then interred by Christians near the place of his execution. But before he himself was martyred, Bishop Cyprian, in a letter commending those who had already died as martyrs, did what every pastor should do. He prepared his people to face persecution. Brothers and sisters, if I, if I do not keep that in our frame of reference, if I do not keep the potential that we will, we will face persecution before us, I have failed to be faithful in my calling as your pastor. It may not, it, you know, God willing, I'm not looking forward to anything like these people have gone through. But God willing, we'll never have to endure that in this country. But if we ever do, we have to be prepared in advance to face that day. And so he did what he should have done. He prepared his congregation to face persecution. You know, this is not... Um, Brothers and sisters, please, and especially if you're not a follower of Jesus today, if you think Christians, oh, Christians have a persecution complex. They're always going around talking. The only reason we talk about it is Jesus said it was going to happen. We follow Jesus. I'm sorry, that's our authority. I mean, we, you know, when we're singing, standing on the promises of Christ my King, that's one of the promises we're standing on. It's not the first one I want to think about. But it's in the list. And so Cyprian prepared his people with this letter. It's actually his eighth epistle. If you want to go look it up, you can do so. I not only beseech, but exhort the rest of you. Who is the rest of you? Those who have yet to face martyrdom. If the battle shall call you out, if you are called out, don't seek it. But if the battle shall call you out, if the day of your contest shall come, as in the arena, 
Engage bravely. Fight with constancy as knowing that you are fighting under the eyes of a present Lord. What kind of fighting? We wrestle not against flesh and blood, as it says in Ephesians, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in the heavenly places. You are fighting under the eyes of a present Lord, that you are attaining by the confession of His name to His great glory who is not such a one as that he only looks on his servants, but he himself also wrestles in us. He himself is engaged, himself also in the struggles of our conflict. But if before the day of your contest, by the mercy of God, peace, peace shall come first, let there still remain to you the sound will and glorious conscience ready to endure suffering. Friends, that is the process that this little, little baby, she's just gone out to get ready for baptism, that is the process that this little, little baby begins today. That is what every one of us who are believers are recommitting our lives to today when Lily is baptized and we also renew our baptismal covenant with her. So this morning, we pray for Lily Grace that she will be granted by grace the faith to receive all that God will do for her this morning in her baptism. That she indeed will not be ashamed to confess the faith of Christ crucified, to fight bravely under His banner. And also this morning, we remember that we are one body, even though in this nation we have experienced for the last over 200 years now, a great, great oasis of peace for the church. We remember that we are still one body with those who are suffering imprisonment, torture, and death because of their faith in Jesus Christ. And that's why we are commanded in Hebrews 13, verse 3, remember those who are in prison as though in prison with them and those who are mistreated since you also are in the body, the body of Christ. And today in the prayers of the people, we are going to come alongside our brothers and sisters in the faith. We're going to come alongside of Asya Bibi. We're going to come alongside of the two men who lost their lives last month, for, and we're going to come alongside their families and pray for them and their loss. One of them leaves behind a wife and a two-year-old son who would never will see, never know his daddy growing up. So we, in the prayers of the people, we will come alongside our brothers and sisters in the faith who are persecuted, and we will intercede for them in the prayers of the people. I, I, I beg you to please call out to God on their behalf this morning in the prayers. You don't know these people perhaps by name. I don't know them by name. But you know their stories, some of them. And today we pray also for ourselves that we would be found faithful in our light afflictions, our very light afflictions, as those just as faithful as those who suffer genuine persecution and martyrdom as followers of Jesus Christ. This morning now, let us prepare to make a new martyr at the font. 
with the baptism of lily grace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have got great timing, Lily Grace. That's amazing. <laughs>